Welcome to another episode of Podcasting in Place, an attempt to record and share the stories of Dallas residents during the 2020 coronavirus pandemic. Each week, we've been talking with a local who has been directly affected by the pandemic to see how life has changed for them, how Dallas has changed, and what their experiences have been. The views or opinions expressed by the speakers are solely their own and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the Dallas Public Library or the City of Dallas. My name's Ryan Smith. I'm a librarian with the Dallas History and Archives floor on the seventh floor of the Central Dallas Public Library, where I help out with oral histories. And I'm Kristen Calvert. I work for literature, language, and religion at the Central Library in Dallas. It's currently July, and things are really starting to heat up in Dallas. Everyone is struggling to figure out what the new normal means to them. And any activity we used to partake in without a second thought, we now have to think through with the utmost scrutiny. On today's program, we have Gordon, a local news announcer here in DFW, and he's going to be kind of relating his experiences of, while not having COVID himself, some of the things that have impacted him personally because of of the COVID era restrictions. First of all, uh, Kristen, Ryan, thanks for having me on the show today on this uh, this program. You'd have to be under a rock to, to not say how 2020 has changed your life uh, in some way. And it's been a very bizarre year. I remember thinking last year, gosh, I'm going to be so happy when 2019 is over. And then 2020 came around and now I'm saying I can't wait for 2021. So it's all, it seems like it's relative. I'm, there's always something happening, but this has really been probably the most challenging year of my life professionally and maybe one of the most challenging on a personal level as well because I, as you said here in the beginning, I didn't really deal with COVID personally. However, I had a stroke. Uh, I had a stroke in uh, the early part of April and that uh, kept me out of work for a while and spent some time in the hospital during a time when COVID was running rampant here in the vet. But, and God forbid it's the numbers are going up again, but that's another topic. But And how that impacted my life was uh, family couldn't come see me, and I had to be apart from them for a few days, and which turned into a few weeks, and then being out of work. And at a time where um, nerves were on edge, um, I wasn't feeling my best. And uh, fortunately for me, the stroke was not uh, as bad as it could have been. I mean, I'm here talking about it, obviously. So by the grace of uh, the Almighty, I'm here. You know, I'm, I'm here and, and um, I'm thankful that I'm here and, and thankful that I can still do what I do for a living, although it has changed. COVID has changed our lives. As you can see, we're, we're doing our thing here from various locations. Uh, and that's the way it is, not just here, but in other parts of the country and other, and other occupations as well. Um, these kinds of social gatherings and meetings online have become one of our best friends these days, right? I mean, that's that's how we do what we do and uh, how I'm able to even to transmit news is to do it this way. Gordon, well, I'm really happy that you're okay and that you made it through having a stroke and it wasn't as bad as it could have been and everything. But can you kind of share more about that and your experiences with like the hospital and everything and I guess what you remember of it anyway? Well, first of all, I, I would say this, don't mess around with this. If you, if if you feel like you have a you're, you're having a stroke, don't wait a few days and try to play a self expert or self doctor. Do something about it. I waited and waited up to three or four days before I did something about what I had going on, and I thought uh, it was just a simple case of vertigo. It wasn't. Be that as it may, when I finally talked to my wife and said, "Let's get to the ER here. I think something is really horribly wrong." And I uh, we arrived at the ER at Medical City Alliance in Fort Worth, North Fort Worth. She had to stay out in the car 
while I went inside, was escorted inside, and uh, they took temperature, they tested everything they needed to do, but it was just such a very different environment. My wife is out in the car for nearly five hours waiting on the outcome, what was going to happen, and so I was told five hours later I was going to be in the hospital for a few days. They were going to run tests, MRI, what's called TEE. During this time, my family could not come up and see me in the hospital. I mean, we had to do a lot of FaceTiming and do what we're something like what we're doing now. Uh, and it's just, it's not the same as being there in person and, and a support group in person, family there in person. But that's what we did. And then I went to rehab. I even, in rehab, I even had a, a mixer with me there. I had a little Yamaha mixer board and I was working with that every day as part of my rehab just to kind of see if I could still do what I'm doing now and be able to do it when I went back to work because I was planning on going back to work as soon as I got out of the hospital and got out of rehab and I was able to, to be at that place. I was going to do that. Uh, but it is a very different environment and I don't know how much it's changed in the last few weeks since I got out, but it was um, very much about wear your mask, social distancing, family cannot come, uh, but we found ways to where they would go around the building and go out to the window where I was at, uh, uh, the room I was at, and they were able to see me that way, and we also used FaceTime as a, as a means to communicate. But that's the way it is, but I found myself really missing at, at a time when there's so much news. Uh, I, I mean, COVID-19, obviously the big story when I went in. Then, of course, it was the protests, the riots and things like that. And in addition to COVID, and I'm spending it in a hospital bed and in rehab, but you know, you, you do what you have to do, I guess. And I, uh, I was glad to get back into the newsroom and get back to the station and, and do what I do from the house, but to do it safely and to social distance and to uh, do all the, you know, to follow the proper protocol. We have mentioned, obviously, that you're a news announcer. How has that been? How has that changed lately? I guess you've started to kind of touch on that, but just kind of how have the logistics of news announcing or I guess radio in general, how has it been affected by all of this? I, I can do my newscast. I've got two options. I can do them live right at the time of air newscast or air airtime, or I can tape them. And uh, thank goodness for Adobe Audition, because that's one of the tools that we use to present the news and to gather um, uh, sound bites to gather audio and things like that. With that said, though, there's a very, very narrow window. I, I mean, if I'm going on there at 6.01, for example, my news has to be in about four or five minutes before it airs. So there is plenty of time for the board operator to edit if they need to or to uh, to get it ready to present on the air. And being able to, to do it from home has been a blessing because I've got the tools needed to do that. And doing it from home in this in my home office, it doesn't sound like we're missing a beat. I mean, it sounds like I'm in the next studio. You can't tell, but everybody knows that we're all kind of in remote locations, except for the person who's running the board, everyone is kind of on location. I think that's how it's changed is that uh, more than ever, you've got to be concerned about what time it is. Uh, if there's a breaking news story, I mean, I can be there in a drop of a hat here just to, to get on the air and do that. Uh, whereas if this kind of thing happened, let's say even in, I don't know, 2005, I'm not sure that we could pull off what we're doing now. I, I mean, we might be able to do some things, but the fact that we can do it here and we can make it sound just as fresh and as in studio as we can. We, I'm not sure we could have done that even 15 years ago. So we've come a long way to be able to present the news in a timely manner um, and have various ways of doing that here. It's been pretty rough all around, I think. Like you said earlier, we've all had 
hard time. And if we're not living under a rock, then we've definitely experienced some hardships from this. Um, are there any stories or moments you can single out that have you moved you during this time now? I know sometimes it seems like if you look at social media, for example, I'm not going to name a bunch of names, but we all know the sites out there. It, it's real easy to get discouraged sometimes and to look at the the back and forth and back and forth and the, the fighting. But I do think that people are coming together. I, I really do. I think uh, by and large, people are, are doing what's what's necessary to make it work. Now, obviously, there are exceptions to everything, but I know that I'm heartened by, my goodness, I've got a six and a half, almost seven-year-old. I've got a 24-year-old. I've got a, a wife who's a teacher in a very, very difficult environment at home. It's not as easy as you would think to do what you're doing at home, especially when everyone is. My wife teaching in, in another room, got the computer fired up in there. Abby's trying to learn as well on the go. And so it's, it's a pretty busy household. I think that's the way that it is in a lot of households right now is that you're just trying to do the best you can. But I'm really, I'm encouraged by what I see just in this household that in tough times, we keep on keeping on. We just, we press forward. That's the way it is. And I'm thinking that it's probably, I, I don't know how long it's going to be this this new school year, but I think it'll be that way for a little while that we're going to have uh, that term new normal. We're going to have to find more creative ways to, to do what we're doing. And uh, I think we got to jump start on it in, in late spring and early summer of this year with school and with other kinds of things. My soon-to-be seven-year-old daughter didn't skip a beat, and, and teachers, I think for the most part, are, are handling as well as they, as they can. Certainly, we in radio and broadcasting are doing the best we can as well and, and trying to handle it. Now, there are some challenges. When you have a, quite a few people in the house, sometimes it can get noisy, and I don't have an on-air light uh, outside in the hallway uh, above the door, so you can't really tell what's happening. I mean, I guess if you heard me talking, you're walking down the hallway, you'd know maybe something's happening. I'm not talking to the walls, but it's still, it's it's um it, that can be a challenge, but you know, I think we're all handling it as, as best we can. Speaking about talking to the walls, you know, I once heard that said a good way to test and see if you're good for radio is to sit in a room by yourself and <laughs> kind of talk to yourself for three hours, see if you can keep yourself interested. But it's also a good way to tell if you've gone insane or not. So yes, that's but right. Yeah. Through all this, did you have any uh, words of wisdom or anything that you kind of acquired that you learned wisdom wise that you'd like to share with our audience? I have learned. Uh, I was probably not very good at this before April, but I have learned patience. One foot in front of the other. That's kind of my new motto. With when, when I talk to people, I try to leave them with that. One foot in front of one thing at a time. Every good thing was not really built in an hour or a day. Uh, and sometimes, as one of our former coaches said here in Dallas, it's a process. And so and it's, a, it's a journey, whatever you want to call it. And so I've learned patience through this whole thing, uh, especially we, we learned patience, I think, through COVID because everything that we've known, there's been big changes. Uh, you can't just hop in the car and go anywhere you want to go because you've got to take into account the implications for others as well. You've got to take into account, uh, well, what does that mean? You want to go to the, your favorite place. First of all, are they even open? Are they going to be open uh, uh, on the other side of this? Which, by the way, I'm not sure how long this is going to run or go. I don't know that anyone does. There's there's the social media experts that that think they do, but nobody nobody knows. And so we, in the meantime, we just do what we can, and and that requires patience. That requires uh, vigilance. That requires um, doing what we can to kind of uh, slow the spread of this thing because it's just it's nasty. And you know, I I don't wish it on anyone. Learning patience has been the big thing for me more than anything, and I've been able to translate that to other parts of my life. 
I am right there with you. Patience has never been my strong suit. And it's definitely something that you really have had to learn um, and just go with the flow because every every week is, is a new adventure and things change so quickly. I wanted to back up a little bit about something you were talking about earlier with um, going back to school and everything. Do you guys have a plan or approach for how you're going to go through the school year? I don't even know if that plan's completely in place yet. It's not. And uh, um, I think we're kind of approaching it uh, like let's make a deal you know door number one door number two (laughs) our option one option two option three we're kind of are we prepared yet I don't know I think we're getting close I think most likely I think was it was it Duncanville schools recently that said they've decided uh, one of the school districts in town decided they were going to uh, to preempt or they were going to Rather than start in August, maybe mid to late September, I don't know when it was, and I don't have that in front of me, but bottom line was they were going to start a little bit later than they thought they were going to start. That's something we're planning for. I mean, that's that possibility exists. We have uh, registered Abby, my six-year, almost seven-year-old for school. We're planning as if that's going to happen. We're also planning to make her as safe as we can in this environment right now. And I think that's probably what a lot of people are doing too. I do have a lot of questions like a lot of people do, how this is going to start, when it's going to start. Are we going to have a um, combo plan, if you will, of having some online learning, having some in-house learning? I'm I'm not completely convinced that we're going to go right back immediately, but I don't know. And we try to do the best we can to prepare. We've done some little bit of preparation here and there to get her ready with cue cards and with uh, with word uh, cards and things like that to try to pick up some of that because it is hard. I mean, it's no matter how, how much you try to prepare here at home, there is difficulty. I think you've got to kind of get back into the swing of things a little bit earlier. So summer break may go until mid to late August for most of us, for most kids, but we're trying to get her ready now. I mean, just to kind of ramp back up to when school starts, however that's going to look, whatever that's going to look like. I And I really don't know. All indications are we're going to start in August, but I don't know. There's a lot of unanswered questions here in COVID-19, uh, what we're doing. Through all of this, I mean, we're all looking for a little bit of positivity. So what are some of the bright spots that have popped up, brought a little bit of a smile to your face through all of this? I'm sorry that I don't have a really good answer for that other than I think as we go along, we find more and more ways to do what we need to do and to do it without impacting other people too much and uh, and doing what we need to do to follow the proper protocol. You do find some humor in all this, I think, and I wish I could remember everything I've seen, but but sometimes uh, you, you will find relief through radio, for, through my medium, through television as well. You'll find it uh, and just, my gosh, we've discovered playing board games again. I can be very honest with you that before COVID, before we were all sidelined, to think of a board game would be, oh, B-O-R-E-D instead of B-O-A-R-D, board game. What a concept. But we have discovered those things. And and for the guy who's not really a big board game player anyway, I've learned some of that. Uh, and that's really quite fun to uh, spend time with family and uh, time that you didn't do before. If there's anything, I talk about patience, but also reconnecting once again with family, not just because you have to, but because that's what you should be doing to begin with is, is uh, trying to spend as much time with your loved ones as you can. Is uh, I'm, I'm thankful for every breath. If, if anything, now more than ever, I am thankful for every opportunity and every breath that I have. And um, and if that means playing a silly board game every now and then, then um, then sign me up. Uh, so I think we've learned in, in the simple things. We've learned stability. We've learned patience. We've learned um, joy and trying to, to to have the best time that we can in a in a very very stressful situation. I think that you know with COVID nineteen, sometimes we feel very very isolated. 
We feel very, very alone. We are scared about the future, what that holds. Having a, a, a great support system and good friends and family. I know my mom is 70. She'll be 76 years old soon. I've not seen her in, in months. I've got in-laws who are in their 80s. I've not seen them in a while. So we've had to come up with creative ways of talking to them and, and seeing them. But, you know, it's not the end. I mean, we, we find ways to get through this time. And um, that makes me happy. Uh, it's not 100%, but it's considering everything. It, it makes me happy. All those little, those little things that we took for granted before, say, February and March. I'm very, very happy about those. And, and um, even, even going through a stroke and working in COVID-19 and all, uh, I'm just, I'm very thankful. I'm very, very thankful. Well, thank you very much, Gordon. Just, I appreciate having you on and just kind of sharing your perspective on the COVID era. Well, thank you. And uh, thanks for having me here and uh, hope that helps. I, I, like I said, I'm still kind of woozy trying to put everything together, but hopefully that helps. Thank you so much. 